Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Work It Like a Job. My name is Michael Dean. Joining me today is Mr. Q Storm, sir. How are you? I guess I'm doing good. I just, man, getting old sucks. That's all I got to say. All right. All right. Also joining us is Mr. Ant Pooh. Sir, how are you? I'm doing great. That's all I got for you. All right. And then we just lost Big Sexy, but I assume he'll jump back in and we'll introduce him as he jumps in. So with that said, we're going to do some reviews today. Spoiler reviews. So I'm telling you now, we're going to get into Top Gun and also Obi-Wan Kenobi. And uh, shoot, let's... uh, Why don't we start with Obi-Wan, Star Wars? Uh, who would like to begin? No take. Oh, go ahead. Well, <clears throat> I saw the first two episodes. I love how they said it was episodes one and two, part one and part two. Interesting. Seems redundant to me, but uh, I'll put it like this. It's worth watching again. Did it blow me away? Not really. There were some things in it that I hadn't seen before that I'm sure people who i guess they were introduced in the clone wars and the what is it, star wars rebel like the inquisitors so it, it looks interesting but what i'm curious to know is how are they going to sustain a series where the main character is supposed to be hiding out and keeping a low profile so i'm just curious is it going to be like a mission of the week where he goes out on the covert missions or something which Kind of goes against what we understand, what Obi Wan Kenobi's, you know, what his life was on Tatooine. Um, but it, you know, it, I'll, I'll check it out. I will say, um, I thought there's a lot of controversy that I'm seeing about Reva, <clears throat> the third sister. Uh, I want to say for the record, I thought the actress was fine. I thought she did a great job, and she she conveyed bad assery. Um, she was like, to me, she was like a black Darth Vader almost. Um, I didn't like the way she was talked to because I'm thinking it seems like you all are taking a gamble having a guy who I'm not going to say he's Caucasian, but he's in white face telling a black woman that (laughs) you don't, some, there's some word he uses where he says, uh. The smell of you is still strong. Uh. I forget what something degrading he says, <laughs> and they're always they're always on her like you're too you're too rough you're you're you go too far, <laughs> portraying oh. her as a stereotypical angry black woman. Interesting. So <clears throat> I you, you hey you I conspiracy think, brother you you do your thing go ahead they on some risky ground but the other thing is um I think the show needs to be careful in my opinion for and be careful that it doesn't go too dark because in my opinion even when star wars got dark i think star wars got darkest with rogue one where all of the main characters die and jen urso sees her father killed in front of her and it was i mean we've seen that stuff before but it, it really was played up for emotional intensity in rogue one in this episode and i think it was episode two we see an old woman get her hand cut off. I think we're spoiling, right? We see an old woman get her hand cut off. 
We see a Jedi uh, stop a blade, almost getting ready to stab a guy in the forehead. And we see that same Jedi uh, executed and hung from a uh, from a overpass. So, I mean, I think they need to be careful about going too dark with Star Wars. Because even when Star Wars got dark, it was still, for want of a better term, fun. Or still fantasy. Uh, this is kind of getting a little bit too real, you know. So, uh, but other than that, it didn't blow me away, but I will definitely be checking it out uh, next week. All right, all right. I believe Big Sexy is back in the building. Sir, how are you? I'm doing well. <clears throat> doing well. Enjoying the three-day weekend and ignoring my phone completely. All right, we can <laughs> dig it. We can dig it. So, uh, we're talking Obi-Wan. Yes. Now, you are an admitted... And we're going to get you counseling. Uh, you prefer, you're, you're a Star Trek fan. Uh, I think oh, yeah. You prefer Trek. Trek. I do. Okay. I so do. with that said, what did you think of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the TV series, the two episodes so far? All right. Um, going in, uh, I had an open mind because like you said, I don't have a horse in this race. Um, <clears throat> initially, when it started, I see this group of kids. I forgot what they were doing. Group of kids running around like, see, this is why I don't like Star, Star, Star Wars. It's aimed at, you know, nursery school and kindergartners. No, thank you. But then things went left. I'm like, okay, I can get into this. Uh, they, they set it up where, and I, don't, I don't know if Q said this because I, I had to, you know, tuck in on my, tuck problem on my end, but you have Leia who was incredibly annoying. Off with uh, Jimmy Smith and his family. And we all know Luke ended up in the desert, you know, with Uncle Ben or whatever that guy's name was. And they grew up completely different ways. And I thought that was a cool thing to see. And then you see the bad guys come in and, you know, do what they do. Where's the, the last Jedi? Damn it. We want so-and-so. And when I saw, the first time I saw the, what is that guy's name? The Inquisitor? What's his name? Larry? What's his name? Shoot, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. No, I'm going to call him Larry. When Larry's over there looking for um, you know, the guy, looking for Obi-Wan, and I'm like, okay, we have a problem here. Obi-Wan's keeping it low. And he sends Reva out looking for him. She's like, look, we will find his ass. And then he said something to her along the line of, you are beneath me. I'm like, oh, yeah, he got to go. You know, he set himself up to, to go. It was just a matter of when. You can't do that. And I thought, I liked seeing Kunal, whatever his name was, I can't pronounce his name, my man from Eternals. But he played a, a grifter. Oh, yes, I am, in, I am a Jedi. Watch this. And he got called out for it. I thought that was a little comedy relief. Um, I see Obi-Wan running a bit. But I also see him, you know, stand up because eventually he's going to get tired of seeing these people get, get fucked over. And he's going to stand up and do his thing. Uh, I don't know where Reva's story is going. People think she's going to turn. I don't know if she's going to turn or not. But I, do, I knew that that lead guy had to go. So if she's like down with Vader regardless, so be it. If she turns, that's okay too. But I will stick it out. And watch a few more because one thing it really did for me was erase the stink 
of those prequels off those characters. Because I saw, when I saw they had Jimmy Smith in it, I'm like, that's my guy, no problem. But if I see Jar Jar Banks, all hell is breaking loose. But I don't think, I don't think we're going to see that. Okay, okay. I, I can dig it. Uh, and Pooh, sir. Uh, for me, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I loved going back to the Star Wars universe. Ewan McGregor, I think he stepped right into that role like he had never left. And at the same time, um, I felt like he was moving away from the prequel, Obi-Wan, and was kind of leaning into um, the original trilogy, Ben Kenobi, which, you know, it's, it's a nice little dichotomy that he's giving us. Uh, the one thing that I, I will say that is kind of confusing is when they mentioned Vader and he had this look like, what? And they let us know that it had been 10 years. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, you're trying to tell me a Jedi almost as powerful as Yoda, quoting Anakin Skywalker, didn't know in 10 years that his apprentice is still alive? How is he? I, I, I understand he's back on Tatooine, but I'm sure he he can't tap into the force to, to, to feel that Vader is out there or that or that people have, are talking about Vader. So that one kind of left me a little confused. And I'm like, OK, Star Wars, I better bring that one back in because I'm a little lost on how he can go 10 years and I know Vader's still alive. But overall, I don't know why Mark is hating on little Leia. There was a, a scene that she gave, uh, I forgot what, what character, and I felt like she nailed Carrie Fisher doing Leia in the first uh, the first film. And I was just like, okay, they got something with him. Now, unfortunately, they decided to have her go through the old trope of the, uh, the kid that doesn't trust the person trying to save their life, and you're not who you are. And I'm like, oh, come on, you're better than this. It's, 20, it's 2022. We don't have to do this. But I mean, sometimes you have to manufacture uh, the drama. But I also like the fact that they didn't decide, hey, we're going to give you a lightsaber battle. We got two episodes. We're going to give you some swordplay, pause. So I love the fact that they're, you know, dragging it just a little bit out. They're amping up the tension. They're putting a little mystery behind why uh, her sister is heated. I said in the, in the chat, I'm like, this chick is just unreasonably angry. And I even joke, like, how is it the angriest person in the universe is a black woman? Shame on you, Hollywood. But, you know, Mike had to check me like, nah, Anakin is. And I'm like, yep, yep, he sure is. I'm uh, on board as as usual. I would be. Uh, so far, they've only, in my opinion, um, messed up with uh, the book of Boba Fett. The Mandalorian has been has been excellent. The Mandalorian themed episodes on the book of Boba Fett were excellent. So, and these two are just on point. They said it's a limited series, which typically, goddamn, which typically means. <laughs> That there, there isn't a season after this. So I'm hoping that's not the case and that we do get a couple more seasons of uh, Ewan McGregor's Ben Kenobi. All right. All right. Uh, my take on this show as a big Star Wars fan, highly anticipated, you know, wanting to see what they were going to do with, you know, Obi-Wan. He's to me, one of the main characters uh, in this thing. And, you know, I was very apprehensive because I was like, this could be trash. It's, it's kind of risky to bring a character back like that if it's not done right. 
Um, and I think this would be the first legacy type character that actually just kind of gets its own sort of, uh, you know, this, well, essentially this is a retcon, but giving it its own focus, you know, unlike the Mandalorian was not a legacy character and then Boba Fett was such a side character, but to see one of the main sort of characters get this after the prequels and all of that, uh, again, like I said, I was just like, whoo. And I got to say, for me watching it, almost blown away at how good it was. Like, it exceeded my expectations. Uh, there's so many little things in there that are callbacks to things that are in the other movies, little mannerisms, physical things that they're doing, spoken things, little things in the background. And I think it's really cool. Normally, I don't care for stuff like this, but essentially what they're doing is they're filling in the in-between what happened between this thing and this thing, which I don't think you should really be doing, particularly with Star Wars. But for whatever reason, I think they have handled this so far very well. Like, I don't know if it's because the people behind this are super fans and maybe they took their time with this series to write it. But in terms of what they have Obi-Wan doing, it doesn't feel like he's off or out of character. You know, and I'm like, okay, he's supposed to be hiding and he's broken. And the things that they show him, he's working a job. You know, I was like, well, okay. I was like, he done humbled himself. <laughs> he's like, he went out here and got on the warehouse job. I was like, okay. And then just in terms of like, he's he's defeated. You know, when that other Jedi who was on the run, I was kind of shocked. I was like, man, they got cats out here out kind of low-key in the open as Jedi. I was like, okay, he ran up to Obi-Wan. I was like, yo, we need help. He was like, hey, man, listen. <laughs> Go on and bury that shit in the sand. It's over. Like, I'm not doing a goddamn thing. And I was like, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi saying that? How? He was like the superhero Jedi, always getting it in. And to see him like, nah, this it's over. This whole thing. I, I was like, okay. And I there was the scene where he's looking at uh, Owen Lars is the, the uncle of Luke. And you see the young Luke Skywalker. And maybe because I'm low-key corny or high-key corny. And I love this franchise. I was almost kind of tearing up a little bit when they were showing Luke. I'm here. Choo -choo 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 -choo. I was like, oh, that's he just just like my papa. I was like, oh, okay, the whole lineage thing is coming. I was like, oh, okay, I dig it. I dig it. And to see, uh, and then I thought it was cool. I had no way, I, I, didn't, I didn't anticipate this at all. But they went into Princess Leia's character, like the little kid, and tied in, you served my father in the Clone Wars. And da, da, and, and you're like, okay, this is how he know she know him. Like, when the shit get thick, that's, that's the OG they was calling back then. So it makes sense why in New Hope. I was like, okay. So I, I, I dig how they was putting that together. And again, there was just little things. When Obi-Wan like bent down. I don't know if he was messing with something, but he did the exact same pose Princess Leia did when she bent down to uh, R2-D2, you know, you're only, my only hope. I was like, oh, okay, they got a little, you know, they're tugging at the harsh. I was like, ah, okay, this is, they're they trying, they trying to get to the classics. So I actually, I loved this show. And, and again, 
it took me a while to get onto Rogue One. I love Mandalorian for the most part. Book of Boba Fett. <sighs> but this right here, <laughs> I, I had to, I was like, okay. And, then, and the last thing I'll say, the last, and I'm, see where this show is about to go, in my opinion, is going to be heavy because we're going to be dealing with Anakin. And we have never gotten live action Anakin after, you know, Revenge of the Sith, where where he might have the helmet off, and it's actually Hayden Christensen where he might give him some like stuff to do, because that last scene where they show Anakin was in that vat or whatever, and he, he, was, he was hot, like he was pissed, like I was like, oh shh. And then it's like, you never see Darth Vader like that. The only times we've seen him with his helmet off was in Empire Strikes Back and Return. But it was just like really quick or it was when he was defeated. But we have to remember, Darth Vader's mad at the motherfucker inside that suit. Like he's, his legs and shit is chopped off. He's burnt the fuck up where he can't even be outside that shit. So he's mad. That's why he's like, he's not taking no shit from nobody. Everything is on site with Darth Vader at all times. You don't, your tone and delivery matters. Like he's the, you know, he's the illest. So I'm like, he's mad at the motherfucker. So the fact that they showing you, yo, we're about to bring Anakin back and Obi-Wan is on and popping. So I know so, this, they going to have a lightsaber battle that's got to be cold in this. To some level, because you can't, they, they cannot have that happen in this series. Otherwise, it'd be a, a failure, in my opinion. And it kind of would lead into maybe some things that they were saying. You know, when I left you, I was but the the learner. So now I'm. The, maybe they did fight before. I mean, against retcon the fuck out of it. But I'm here for it if it's done in the way I think they're gonna do. And just to go back to you, Q, about the dark stuff, man. Listen. Obi-Wan Kenobi has always been the wrong motherfucker. First time in the first movie, what did he do? Dude was popping off at the mouth in the club, chopped his arm off. <laughs> like that, he was an old man. When you well, see him he fighting. Had it coming, though. He had it coming. Though. But still, that was just words. Like, we're, we got the bounty on eight sisters. Let me get you a drink. See, he was like, he said, let me get you something. Like, relax. And then homie's like, motherfucker, shut Chop this shit up. But I'm just saying, he's always been doing wild shit like that. What was it? Uh, Darth Maul chopped his ass up, man. In two pieces. Well, again, he had it coming, too. Well, they all going to have it coming. The old one. The old woman didn't have come and getting a hand cut off. Well, that's just to show you the other side. Like they not, she not playing. She well, mad. I, I assume she was one of those little kids at the beginning of the episode when Order sixty. So she was a Jedi, and she like he turned his back on us. Fuck him, on site. And maybe she, you know, Palpatine or somebody been spitting in her ear. Or again, if she's around Vader, and he he done twisted him like. See, this is why this movie, this show is going to be deep. I don't know. I'm kind of running. Vader, I thought they was going to start when they showed those little ones at the beginning. I thought they was going to show Anakin killing them because it don't get no more darker than that. Right. That was probably the I'm darkest thing that happened. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to. I'm surprised they showed that scene in light of what happened this week. Uh, uh, yeah, true. Yeah, I guess so. 
But that's, yeah, okay. So, but, they, but he's known for killing kids. Now, the fact that we know he killed kids and one of them kids is actually the bad guy now under him, there's going to be a lot of game. We're going to see how Darth Vader and them was really dropping game on these little kids. Nigga, he the one killed y'all. But somehow he done told you some shit that got you twisted that you're going to go hunt down your own people and you're helping the dude that killed you. Now, a conspiracy brother could run with that because that's a sister and white, but we'll I'll let that go. But yeah, man, so anyway, I'm, I'm all in for this show. This show is going to be heavy in my opinion. I hope it is. Like they hey, said, Mike, do, do you think that uh, <clears throat> you were talking about some callbacks to the original trilogy? When he, when Obi-Wan gets into the chamber where Leia's being held, he says something like, uh, my name is Obi- Obi-Wan. I'm here to mm-hmm. rescue you. Was that a Just take like, off from, is that yeah. what Luke said? Yeah. Okay. In the same sort of, I'm here to rescue you. You're who? I'm here to rescue you. I'm with, I'm, 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 I'm playing. All right, come on. <laughs> I thought Leia was annoying as hell. I hated that character. But she was annoying a person in the other one. In the original Star no, Wars, she didn't I listen to nobody. So. She was, come on. I mean, you just didn't see it as annoying because she wasn't a kid. But I thought she was the character. I thought that's how that just shows with a character. But, she always had that kind of attitude. But she the scene where Obi-Wan is clearly rescuing her, and she's like, Are you are you the guy who kidnapped me? Help, help. And she's running. And he's like, stop, stop, no, right. help, help, like, let her ass go. Shit. Well, that's she's an annoying little kid, and and she's a bossy, uh, so she's supposed to be like that. I, I didn't, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't like an annoying kid either. And plus, the under these situ- you want to say, shut the fuck up and listen to what Obi Wan, but <laughs> but her characters, that you know, she don't listen. Now, the only thing is, I feel like it's somewhat of a plot hole. Is third sister put two and two together and said, let me kidnap Leia because I think that might uh, flesh out Obi-Wan. And like Captain Saberhole, he came to go get Leia. So my, my question is, is like, did they not go after the Organas again? Like, um, we see a connection here. How how Obi-Wan know about this? Yeah, I don't know. That, may, that could be explained. Well, I, again, who knows when this thing well, I guess there's got to be some time that passes because the first time we see Organa again, I guess it's technically at the end of Rogue One, but right. And then, yeah, Leia's on the run. But again, so if that's a plot plot hole for you, the fact that Obi Wan doesn't—excuse me, the fact that Darth Vader doesn't know that Luke and or Leia are his children in in A New Hope should be even a bigger plot hole. So I mean, we. It's all sort of being pieced together and right. retconned anyway. So, uh, Any other call-outs on this? Good, bad, or indifferent? I can't wait for Third Sister's uh, lightsaber fight. It better. Oh, yeah, yeah. As, as pissed off and as badass as she's acting, it's, it's got to be something epic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Bring me Darth. That's all I got. Bring Darth. Man. I, I was low key hoping that her and the Inquisitor was gonna go at it for a little bit before she I, took exactly. him out. Exactly. I thought so. I'm like, so. Yeah, I'm like, give us that. If you ain't gonna give us Obi, give us that one because I wanted to see what she could do. Yeah. Now those other characters, I, I recognize one of them. He was from one of the other TV shows, right? One of the like the animated ones or something. Who the Inquisitor? Who's 
Oh, yeah, yeah, that's from uh, Rebels. Rebels, okay. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, is this the dude that had the lightsabers that spin around like a helicopter or some shit? Yep, yep, all oh, of them. Lord. I believe all of them had it. And Lord. I'm just thinking, now that I'm thinking about it, like, as pissed off as she is, I'm like, she got to be a beast with the force. <laughs> the, yeah, I mean, with the dark side. <laughs> like, shit. Yeah. Because, you know, they say you tap anger taps into the dark side, so ain't nobody taking her out. Yeah, I, I listen. So if, when she chopped that person's arm off, I still, I was, they had my attention. I was, oh shit, I said, she ain't fucking around. Okay, I was like, okay, Star Wars. <laughs> Go ahead, keep. So if we see a lightsaber duel, I'm, I'm low key hoping we don't see a duel between uh, Vader and Obi Wan. I think you because are. Because if we do, well, if we do, it's gonna be high octane, uh, like from. What you call it? Uh, Revenge of the Sith. And so, to me, that wouldn't jive with the low-key lightsaber duel we see at the end of New Hope, unless. Well, I don't know. It's been so. ten years or more from that duel, and I don't think Vader is able to get down like that. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not. Well, I mean, you saw him at the end of Rogue One, and yeah, true. Yeah, so true. And and Obi Wan seemed like well, he's yeah, but kicking I'm, ass <laughs> in this thing. Okay, you also have to remember no, that. You also have to remember that in Rebels, he went head up with Darth Maul and took him out like Obi Wan took him out in three strikes. Mm. So he well, got so he, he still, still got, got the he got the power he got, he the, got touch. the juice. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's my point. It it wouldn't make sense for Obi Wan to be so powerful and then. The question I'm gonna have when I watch New Hope is, well, why is he so slow and ineffective well, in this right. lightsaber duel? Well, see, then I would say, then you you should ask that in a New Hope. Why is he fight the way he does when Yoda is probably triple times as old as that motherfucker? <laughs> so, <laughs> some of them old dudes can get down, and some of them are probably so player with it. I'm like, nigga, I do this shit. You know, real smooth hitting. I ain't got to be all excited or something because uh, Dooku was getting down, but that was technology. You know, even Palpatine and Vince, he was getting it in with the illest one of them all, Mace Windu. Now, the only excuse I got is is that Vader is stronger than him, so he ain't trying to do all that acrobatic shit. Because okay, he's strong with the Force. He's younger than him. And he got to be careful. Right. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. They hope they don't fuck that up. They ain't fucked it up yet so far. I'm, I'm, I'm all with it. You know. Um, I, I, well, I will say this. I don't necessarily want a season two. I would rather just have a great story. Let it fit with the rest of canon. You know, without them starting to force. Oh, season two. Okay, what? Well, well, here's what he was doing year three of between eh, and it starts to get a little too because who else is what else is he going to be doing he's supposed to be there f taking care of luke following and i guess princess leia which is in one hand i'm like why do they think he's there i guess that's the plot hole like why why would they don't know that one of the chosen ones kids is so they don't feel don't him. They just think he's hiding there because it's a backwards planet, you know, outer rim planet. Pause. Okay. Now, mm -hmm. now the other thing is, is they better show us 
counting him clocking uh, Luke's metachlorian count because my thing is <laughs> if no I'm just saying because why is he all up on Luke when there's like like uh, Yoda said no there's another and I'm Not quite true. sure it's like yo okay well uh, Lars is on some bullshit uh, I need to train Leia yeah like, either, you, either you're gonna get down or you're gonna bow down which one is it on me because yeah. Qui-Gon he promised to Qui-Gon that he would specifically train Luke. He did? That's I thought he, he said he, he, would, he would train Anakin. Luke wasn't even born. Yeah, he, he promised oh, wait, no, to train no, no, no. Anakin. Sorry, yeah, it was Anakin. It was Anakin. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I mean, you asked a great question. I guess the reason why uh, is because it was written at a time where <laughs> you assumed the guy was going to be the hero. <laughs> and we know that he is the hero in the other movies, so. It kind of trapped themselves, but uh, man, I'm see, I'm happy way, to see the this. way Leia was the way Leia was acting in this thing. He should have been training her because she's probably more prone right. to turn the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> at least she was ready to get it in. I, I couldn't stand that Kunile Kumail. Now, when I saw oh, him, I had a eye, my eye roll. I'm I, there I, with you, actually. Go ahead. Good, he's done. I said, ever since Silicon Valley, that's the last decent thing he's done. I can't stand him after that. Uh, it, it's not that I can't stand him. I think he's funny and stuff. It's just that he's too known to me. And it breaks Star Wars when I see actors that I have such a, an opinion of, of something else. I was like, ah, he kind of, this feels like, I was like, this feels like a TV show. Because I, I, I can't, uh, I, I love I, that I, they I, use unknowns for everybody else. But when they even that one guy was that the guy from Red Hat Chili Peppers or something? Yep, <clears throat> I was yeah. yeah, I yeah. was like, eh, nothing against him, but it just breaks breaks Star Wars to me. I was like, oh, well, he's a recognizable guy. Like, uh, that's stunt. So is Joel Edgerton. Who was that? Edgerton, I think the guy who played Owen Long. I just know him from Revenge of the Sith. So I I, just, I don't know him. But he's pretty. He's he's out there. Oh, okay. He was in that Will Smith Netflix film. And he was some other stuff I don't remember. Well, that was after Star Wars, right? Well, but I'm saying he's recognizable. That's that's my point. Well, like well yeah, but I'm, I mean, again, I don't know when Revenge of the Sith came out, but I'm saying to me, I didn't know he was in anything before that. He would, he was, so he's a part of Star Wars. You know, it's like now, uh, even the guy Jimmy Smith, when they first, when he first, is that his name? Mexican dude? That's his name, yeah. When he first yeah. appeared in the prequels, I was like, ah, I love him as an actor, but okay, I was like, eh, all right, it's a known person. But now I associate him with Star Wars, even though I, I still think of him as a lawyer, too, when I see him. Was he on L.A. Law or something? Yes, he was. Yeah, yes. Classic show. And NYPD Blue. Okay. I need to revisit. I'm going on a quick tangent for a quick second. I was at my mom's yesterday. And a lot of times when I'm over there, she's watching TV and she had her friend over and they were watching, they'd be watching their Westerns. And uh, I think they were watching the vigilante or something. One, one of them and her friend, he was all into it. And I was like, he's like, Oh yeah. And I was like, you probably used to watch this when you were a kid, didn't you? Like this was a big show when you were a kid. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. We would all sit down and watch our, you know, watch the Westerns and da da da. I was like, that's cool. And I'm like, man, that's from a, 
you're from a different generation and you have your own shows and you know, they like them old shows. So it only comes on a little streaming channel that just play just old stuff or they watching them old channels on cable. And I was looking at that and he was like, see everybody, you know, come from this. I was like, huh? Like, well, you know, I'm not just like, go ahead. OG, tell it, go ahead and tell it. He was like, Oh, you heard Burt Reynolds. I said, yeah, I know Burt Reynolds. Well, he's from Gunsmoke or whatever. I was like, oh, I was like, okay, I see what you're saying. A lot of these cats that, and I'm like, but, and he's like, who's that right there? Ah, here's a good one. So he points at the screen. And I'm looking, this in black and white, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't recognize this guy. Now I'm actually trying to remember who this was. McLean oh, no, it wasn't. And so he's like, you don't know who that is? Like, you know, like how we be talking like, oh, you don't know that Prince record? You don't know that? I was like, I want to say, nigga, this is in black and white before I was born. But I was, I was like, no, nah, I don't recognize it. And he's like, Mark Ellen. That's my mom. Come on over here. Who, who that? And my mom's like, oh, that's a. And I'm like, uh-huh. That's a, that, that. He's in no movies. And I'm like, okay. Uh, what movie? <laughs> well, he in the movie when, and they kill his family and then he go out and kill all the bad guys. I was like, I'm like, I know that premise is like, not the Punisher. And then he's, he's like, that's Bronson or something. I think his name. I was like, Charles oh, Bronson. Death Wish. He's like, yeah. And I was like, and I looked at him like, oh, that is him. Right. But his point was, you know, I go through that. His point was to tell me that, you know, yeah, everybody started from this. But I was looking at that and I was like, you're, I see what you're saying, but I saw these actors way later in other things. Like I know Burt Reynolds from like, which way is, was it Upside Down? Or, <laughs> I, I know fucking all over the place. Yeah, wasn't he in another one called Deliverance. Upside Deliverance. Down something? You're thinking of Clint Eastwood any, any which way but loose. Oh, see, yeah, you're right. See, I'm all over the fucking place. I just know it was some white... <laughs> I didn't know it was a white boy, it was a Trans Am driving a car, and got a monkey and the sheriff after them. No, good old boys. No. It all no. runs together to me. There was no. <laughs> that was a genre in so itself. Damn, Mike. Mike, you ain't learn shit, is what you basically say. Exactly. Damn, Mike. You, Mike. I was like, <laughs> it was Smokey and the Bandit, Duke Boys. And the other good one, boys. they always the same. You know, it's the good old boys, Confederate flag in there somewhere. They're running from the police, the, the, the big sheriff in town. And wait, what, Mike? What about Longest Yard? That was see, I, didn't, I never saw that. Really saw that movie, yeah. but but I know what you're talking about, football movie. Okay. But but I know Deliverance. But but so my point to him was to say I know him from the newer stuff. But then I was, you know, my daughter was there, 19 year old, and I was like, kind of like, but she. This stuff that you're talking about watching right now, it's going to be entirely different programs when it's, when I'm your age. Your your shows won't even be on TV no more. It's going to probably be these, you know, like the L.A. Law you mentioned, NYPD Blue, uh, maybe The Wire. Uh, you know, just the different shows that we watched. And we'll be like, yeah, everybody started from there. And like, I'll be watching The Wire at 70 or something. Oh, well, they all started from The Wire now. Let me like, oh, oh, really, OG? Who you you heard of uh, Michael B. Jordan and, and Idris Elba? He's like, oh yeah, I kind of remember him from that Rocky movie. <laughs> and I'd be like, Rocky, motherfucker, that ain't Rocky. You know. <laughs> okay, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky, 
like he was a white man. Stop it. Mm-hmm. But anyway. I do think there's some show. I think like Breaking Bad, The Wire. Mm. I think my 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 son's children will be talking about those shows. I mean, I'm just equating it to music. My my son sings Billie Jean and, and beat it. You know, that's our generation. So. Right. Well, I, think, I, think I, I wonder if TV, though, is different. I mean, because remember, we had a whole genres of uh, Kojak, Beretta, uh, SWAT. Yeah, you, you got a point. He, don't, he, he probably don't know none of the folks. You're probably right. And, and our TV shows, and I look at how, and, and think of how we look at those TV shows that were before our time, kind of, now, what do you think our kids would think about the shows what we talking about? They might be looking at that. That's so slow, and the graphics gra- terrible. Why does it look so low? <laughs> I don't know what you know what they'll be saying, but if, maybe they'll be like, well, "I don't want to watch that. It looks like trash." Well, if you look at it from a content standpoint, you know, you mentioned you know a few cop shows, early mid seventies. That's what we did. Everybody was doing a cop show. Mm-hmm. Um, then we, I mean, jumping around, we went to a, a era of reality based shows, which suck. Then you have the reality-based competition shows, which <laughs> suck. And then you have the comedies that were like a cinema verite type style, did all those type of things, you know. And now, I don't know what the fuck we're doing now. Now, now I take it back. Now the networks are trying to keep up with the path that HBO blazed. Mm. You know, that led to things like FX mm-hmm. and a doing their type of high concept thing is now the networks are trying to keep up with that even the streaming services well, have jumped in I've, and streaming are, services have jumped in into it yeah you're all right. the kind of shows you go ahead go ahead keep i would throw this out i'll use using my son as an example two of his favorite shows are um uh what's that show? black mirror mm-hmm. which ain't nothing more than just uh r-rated twilight zone. Of rob sterling's twilight zone and uh stranger things which is everything 80s that we grew up with so I don't know. I mean, you see, I'm glad the you brought those. There. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. You can see the influences in the shows, but the thing is, I wonder if our kids don't know that though. They think that Stranger Days is exactly what it is. They may be, they may have their mind blown if they go watch those older movies that this show is actually based off, and, or they may think like those older movies don't measure up to. <laughs> Stranger Things, because that's the first way that they saw that type of a genre or, or take. Same way with Black Mirror. The kids of today who may just see Black Mirror only, and then you say, oh, that ain't nothing but Outer Limits, and they go back and watch that, and they'd be like, yeah, I see what you're saying, but there's no way I can finish this. Like, It's nowhere as good as intricate storytelling or paste in the way that Black Mirror might be or something, where they just look at the black and white and they can't even they don't even want to deal with it <laughs> well i would try one more time mike i know i'm gonna get clown but uh <clears throat> i had my son watch an episode here we go i had my son watch an episode of little house on the prairie man you go hard for that show i will take that, pause one of my favorite shows go. ever produced I, and hey. it was the episode where uh <laughs> where albert gets hooked on morphine wait a minute wait 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 I've never watched this show. I just thought this was on some farmers. They was doing morphine and drugs on Little House on the Prairie. Dude, I'm telling you, the show did go deep a couple of times. And, and <laughs> oh, this Lord. one, it was extremely graphic. My wife was covering her eyes and my son was, he was enthralled. 
and he started watching more episodes. He was uh, they had Albert twitching and throwing up and screaming and hollering and because he was going through withdrawal. Wow. And I made him watch it because I told him, I said, um, this episode right here is what kept my ass off drugs. <laughs> That's what kept you off the streets. Man, I don't ever want to hear you say you gangster. <laughs> but my you would change my life with Little House on the Prayer. That kept me off mean streets of Philly. Whatever it takes. And you're talking I, about Will? Up, Stop. I didn't grow up in Philly, so let's <laughs> knock it off. But Apparently you did. You grew up in Little House on the Prairie. Wait, he watched. Now he watches that show. He watched. He watched the Six Million Dollar Man. I got him on that. Really? So yeah, he loves that. Interesting. Show. Interesting. Okay. I mean, it, it's it's almost like a superhero <laughs> show. So that's built in, you know. Where is that playing? I kind of want to just check it out because I haven't seen that in years. I I bought the DVD box set. Well, damn. I think it's a, you can get it from you can get it on Amazon from Tom Life. Old school. I I got the DVD box set. Like who's who's buying? DVD box sets, but well, where are you I, gonna find? You ain't gonna find it nowhere else. True, you're, you're right. You're that's what I was asking. I also got the Bionic Woman too. He likes that show. Too. Really, man? You ain't playing. No, <laughs> I love I'm, it. I'm 70s and 80s, baby. <laughs> you get that 4K Greatest American Heroes. You next. get the you get the 4K uh, Night Rider yeah. box set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, that used to be my show. I can hardly. Oh, used I to can, be all show. I can't really watch that show no more with the hair, the perm. See. That's what I'm saying. Like when we te- will those shows be playing in a rerun? You'd be like, y'all come on here and watch this, this Night Rider. They'll be like, on somewhere, man, with the streaming service. Like, yeah. Granddaddy, I don't want to shut up when kids talk. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of Mike when uh Minister Society right. old pops got yep. got Kane sitting there watching <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life. Listen, you know what? I'm low-key doing that now to my daughter. Like Yeah. We just okay, I got something we can watch. You know, we're gonna and she's like humor. Okay, yeah, I'll watch it, Dad. She'd be on a. We're gonna watch a Care Bear Christmas. I'll be on a. Yeah, sit your ass nah, down. I hear you. <laughs> but I'll be watching. I'm like, okay, like we watched. Uh, time goes going. For, we watched Poetic Justice. She had never seen that before, and she was like, "Wow, okay." Uh, and then quickly, uh, uh Atlanta. I was like, "What did you think of the last Atlanta?" She's, "Oh, I've never actually seen that before." Really. All right, well, let's watch the first episode. You see what you think. Hooked. Like, that's all she wanted to watch. Just I cheap, can't even remember what happened. Blaze through. I'll tell you this. The first season is so much more better than season three. I was like, oh, my God, I remember why I love this show. As much as I love some of those newer episodes, they don't hold a candle to the original mm-hmm. shit. Uh. Mm-hmm. It's, it holds up because so I, I sat there and ended up watching most of it with her. I was like, wow, this shit. I forgot this shit is actually really, really fucking good. Anyway, focus. Uh, so we're going to go back to our reviews. <laughs> we were talking about Obi Wan. Um, next one, we're going into the danger zone quickly here. Tom Cruise is back with Top Gun Maverick. Uh, I remember hearing about this movie. I think it was supposed to come out a couple years ago. But then with COVID and the theaters closed, they just kept, you know, holding it back, holding it back. But even back then, I was like, I was shocked that Tom Cruise went back to do another Top Gun. <laughs> I was like, it's like, is the money getting that low? Mortgage business? He, yeah, he got to do risky business too. Is that next? Like, What's going on? <laughs> that would be dope, actually. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's like, okay, 
it looks like it would be fun or something. Like I was not a big fan of the original one. So I wasn't like anticipating it. I was just shocked that I was like, man, they're spending money on this. This is because I would have figured I would have figured Top Gun 2 would have been straight to streaming and it would have starred like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it would have starred uh, that one dude from the uh, Twilight movies that's not hidden. <laughs> not Robert Patterson, oh, but the other Taylor, Taylor Lautner. <laughs> Taylor Lautner would be in Tom, Tom Gunn, too. <laughs> and and straight still, to nobody streaming. would have seen it. Yeah, it would have been nobody straight to streaming. That shit. Nobody would have streamed that you shit. You would have just saw it when you <laughs> flick through the movies of new releases. Like, oh, they did a Top Gun, too. That motherfucker's three, $3.99? Wow, that's too much. You know, it would have been one of them movies. But no, this was, it was big budget. And so let me, I'm running out. Let me just say this quickly. I fucking love that movie. That movie is a callback to the 80s, 90s hero movie. It is actually what Star Wars, the original first Star Wars movie. There's a certain part in this movie there. It just starts to follow it note for note. And it was the same reason we walked out of the original Star Wars going, yeah, that was great. It's the same way this movie works today this this movie is you don't see movies made like this very often anymore and i think this movie benefits from one it's top gun there is a certain nostalgia to it i think that it actually did better now if this movie would have came out probably a couple of years earlier i don't know if it would have people would have been ready for that in the sense that they are uh and this plays on just the most basics of hero tropes so even when you see things coming or uh or when you think it's kind of get kind of corny because a movie like this would normally kind of have just some kind of corny little tug at your heart shit but this movie actually goes for some acting and like some story shit in here that actually was like didn't have to do that in my opinion but they nailed it and the fact that you got tom cruise they pulled val kilmer and I, I, didn't, I didn't even know the prior story of the, the first one, but I was ready to tear up just on what they presented here and what I, what I assumed this character meant to this other character. I was like, damn. And they had me like that a couple times in the movie. And they also had me when they, you know, oh no, what's going to happen with the heroes? I'm here to save the day! Pop, 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 pop. I was like, yeah. <laughs> the whole theater was like, yeah. And I was like, wow, I knew that that was going to kind of happen, but it felt good to see that. And it's just, you know, I don't want to, I'll let uh, Q say some other stuff, but man, Rebel Rout, it was just a really good rip roaring adventure. <laughs> <laughs> and it reminded me of just when movies were fun and you just went, man, and it was a great, like that original Superman movie. It was fucking fun, man. It was like, yeah, wow. He was a hero. And they nailed the hero shit in this. And I thought it was, yeah, the, the, the last part was thrilling. Trench battle. Uh, I say it's a must-see for anybody. Because it's just a fun movie. And it's thrills and chills. And that fucking plane shit was bananas. And you go in the right theater, man, they had that place rocking. Uh, Q, go ahead. Wait, wait, I got to ask you this question first. Did they play Take My Breath Away? No! 
I was mad about that. Oh, I think Lord. they may have played it and it, it was a different take on it, possibly. But no, I thought toward the end, because it was going to be the perfect part to me at the toward the end of the movie. And then, I was like, they need to go on. A, I was like, man, if they play that now, I'll probably start acting like a bitch just from what I've just been watching. But no, they didn't, man. They did do Danger Zone, you know. And Maybe they, maybe they wanted too much for that. Boy, for that if I was a white guy, man, please. This would be my Infinity War. I'd, yeah! Fuck that, man! Shit, bro! Wait, did you say they didn't play Danger Zone? No, they did. Remember? They played the oh, oh yeah. I thought you said they didn't. I was going to say they Oh, did. no, no. They did. Because I, I love Kenny Loggins. So I was ready. They should have played it again. I don't know. Did they play it toward the end? Because, man, I'm, I'm telling you, after watching, I was ready. Listen, I was ready to rip my shirt. Yeah! Man. You was going to go enlist? <laughs> yeah, hey, shit. <laughs> Yeah, male America, great, man. That's, he's, like, he's like, send me to Ukraine. Yeah, huh? send me. Man, I'm tr- then you realize, wait a minute, this movie is a motherfucker. They got me. <laughs> <laughs> but Q, what did you think of the movie? <clears throat> yeah, if I'd seen this movie when I was a teenager, my son's age, I took him, I took him to see it, I probably would have been like, I want to be a fighter pilot for the Navy. Um, so I saw the first movie just Saturday for the first time. I think even if I had seen that movie in 86 when it came out and was the highest grossing film of that year, I would have said it was trash. <laughs> <clears throat> All the characters were shallow. It was your typical stereotypical male testosterone movie that Arnold Schwarzenegger might do, but this was even less substance than that. <clears throat> the only purpose that the first movie had for me was going, when I went to see this movie, I started crying at all the right moments because I saw the characters, even as shallow as they were, presented here. And it just brought me back to how old I am and what I saw just two days ago and how a lifetime can, how you can build a lifetime with these characters, even though the first movie sucks. But when you see them in the, in the sequel 36 years later, which plays a part of that nostalgia. Interesting. Yeah. That's the only reason that first movie was worth seeing because it had emotional resonance when you see certain elements in this movie. When the movie starts off, I felt like when I went to see, when I go to see any Fast and Furious film or Hobbs and Shaw or Mm. any Transformers movie, I'm like, okay. Good on this one. So I'm going to give it another shot. Oh, they fucked me over again. (laughs) Because when it starts (laughs) off, they literally, it feels like they almost take all the footage from the first film. And put it in the first five minutes of this movie. And I was like, oh, shit. I got to sit through two hours of the same bullshit? But at some point, the movie takes off. It just, it does not let. Unlike your internet connection. This movie works for, was that now? What is that? <laughs> your internet connection cut out. So you, you just cut out for like 10 seconds or something. This is the second time you've done that. But go ahead. Oh, I don't know what's I don't know what's different. Uh, it's always worked prior to now. But anyway, um, what'd you say, boy? Made this movie. What'd you say? He's ready to whoop me or something. Damn, kid, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I'm just telling you what's up. Uh, I think what made this movie work for me far more than the first one was because I think Tom Cruise's age works better. Hmm. Thereby, the character Maverick being more wizened or, or has more wisdom, experience. I just couldn't take him. I mean, Tom Cruise has been a good actor from when he first hit the screen. 
I just couldn't take him <laughs> because he looks like such a kid. <clears throat> and the set, did I cut out again? You did, but go ahead. Well, if I keep cutting out, just you can cut. Uh, just you can cut me out. I don't want to hold up the show. Um, I don't know what's going on, but uh, yeah, he looks so much like a kid. And I think the in the first movie, the problem was that the story was through the eyes of the trainees, all these young people, which I didn't care about. Whereas in this film, the 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 story, the narrative is through the eyes of Tom Cruise, who is the instructor as opposed to the, being through the eyes of the trainee, trainees. I think that helped me a little bit more in this film. <clears throat> and um, I just thought some of the, I just thought seeing Iceman again and knowing what Val Kilmer went through, that was real, that hit hard. Seeing the relationship between Rooster and Maverick after seeing what happened to Rooster's dad in the first one and how those two deal with their redemption. Mm -hmm. That had me in kind of in tears, <clears throat> and um, now the one the one character that I think they screwed in the first one was the female lead. There was no point to that character. You don't put Jennifer Connelly in your film, and you just have her be a romantic prop like you do Kelly McGillis. Okay, Jennifer Connelly served no purpose in this film, and I thought that was a was she a tie back to something else? I, I... <clears throat> no. I just she, thought she I was, didn't understand this. I thought maybe I was just missing part of the story. And I was like, there must be a reason why he's, you know, going back and forth with her or whatever. It was, again, it was just, see, that character would have more resonance if it had been Kelly McGillis's character. But it made it even more of just putting a female prop in there because she had no tie to the original. But the dialogue would indicate that they had a relationship and he her, he broke her heart. And it hmm. fell off, you know. But other than that, there's no redemption. There's no arc there. I thought, are we spoiling this, Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they were going to do a No Time to Die situation where Jennifer Connelly introduces a daughter. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I see where this is going. This is on some James Bond shit. That didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Unless yeah. there's going to be a, another sequel, but... So I thought that was uh, Connelly's a brilliant actress. So I don't know why you put her in a film and don't give her more to do. But the forefront of this movie is the flying sequences, hands down. Mm -hmm. And Tom Cruise, which I may not like his personal life, but I, I can't deny the dude, he puts his fucking soul into every movie he does. He's a master filmmaker, uh, man. I have to, yes, he is. Give it up to him. Hello? I don't think of one movie he's done that I didn't like, and that was Night and Day, which came out like 10 years ago. Uh, okay. I don't think I but, actually uh, saw that one. It's not worth seeing. But uh, yeah, uh, the, the aerial sequence, so much better. Shot so much better, 100% better than in the original. I could actually see spatial distances. I could see who was who. I could see when the pilots said they were going to do something, you saw them do it on screen. And they said this was, that was real. Like most of that was shit real. I don't know about that. That's what they say. Uh, I know. Well, you know all the Tom stuff was real. <clears throat> well, well, when they're in the cockpit and all that, I think that was real. But like, there's there's a there's a thing where he does where. Man, your internet. 
kind of getting worse. You know that he is ready to, to fly? Did I did I go out again? Yeah, it's kind of getting a little worse there. I don't know if you're on Wi-Fi or something. You plug in. It might be my son. It might be my son upstairs, and, and uh, my, my wife's watching Apple TV. I got you. All right. Well, we'll, All right. we'll keep, keep keep going. But just make it. Go ahead, and make it. Finish up. Finish up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the, there's a shot where he. He would he would fly in between two planes to let him know, hey, I'm here, let's go. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that was CGI. And when he inverts like he did in the mm-hmm. first film, I'm sure I'm, I got to believe uh, that was CGI too. Man, I, I, I guess I know the thing. The whole selling point, the majority of them said that they was the real flying, and they said Tom was flying. So a lot of that's that stuff was some real shit we was watching, man. They said they spent a lot of money renting them planes. I saw another headline. But but anyway, safe to say, this movie is a great movie. I, I just, I think you should go, it's worth seeing. It's, a, it's the fun movie, great. If you want to see a great movie that makes you feel like, man, that was a great adventure and thrilling, this is Top Gun Maverick is that, man. I was going to say, too, what if they would have took this template, how they did this movie, and this was how they did The Force Awakens, where you got the the cast, you had some new people, but you got, like, if that would have been Luke, would have been all throughout the movie. And he would have been able to hook up, oh, Han, I ain't seen you. Oh, kid. You know, there was the, maybe they couldn't, you know, like how they, you know, you could pull in all these different characters, but you still get to see them do the thing with the new ones. And then when it comes down to the end, if they'd have just had a crazy battle and it just been Luke, battling and and the new person ray was there with him and they were doing it together and this is what top gun maverick did man they took that legacy nostalgia and did it the right way and made made it the bomb like it kept the core character even that guy couldn't even talk in real life val kilmer brought him in there and now like you said yeah it was heavy man that was ooh. i was like okay and tom cruise that's what i gotta give it up to him man He's a master filmmaker for the kind of movies that he make, top notch. Dude, dude went from doing teen movies. They had his breakout joint. Then he went to be a deep actor. He was in them heavy acting movies for a while. He had his run, Born on Fourth of July, and all them movies. Then he said, "Bucket, I'm gonna get into these action joints." And he's just been like, "Bucket, I'm just doing Mission Impossible." Cash it out, doing high level work. Tom Cruise is dope, man. And he doing the shit real. Like he out there getting dirty. And everything he put out is top quality. If you like action type shit, I, you gotta give it to Tom Cruise, man. Did they do a uh at your showing? Where he comes out and introduces it at the beginning? Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah, they did that. Did you did they sh- I gotta tell you, I, I'm not trying to throw him under the bus or anything, but I, I remember I report. I think I put on the Discord that he's starting to look long in the tooth, which he is. But when I saw him there, I was like, "Who is that?" I was like, "Oh shit, that's Tom Cruise without the makeup and the dye and the." Is there something I'm missing? I know this cat's is... what. It's the uh, the attention to Tom Cruise's looks or something. I, what is that about? Well, I'm, not, I'm just saying he looks—he <laughs> looks older when he's not in makeup. That's all I'm saying. 
Uh, I didn't even. I, didn't, I thought it was just Tom. I didn't notice nothing different about it. it was like that's Tom Cruise. He, he always looked good. He didn't I look didn't older than me, but I, you said you didn't recognize. Wow, that's crazy. Huh. That's interesting. Well, that's, that's why I was just un- trying to maybe I'm missing Wait, something. You said that Clint. Stop it. <laughs> you know, For Tom a second, Cruise is that Clint Eastwood? Who is that? That's on you. <laughs> But uh, anyway, yeah, Top Gun, Maverick, go check it out. Any other questions, anything before we move on from that? Statements? Observations? Other than, uh, like, you and I talked offline. All right, Q. I mean. (laughs) Man, we're going to keep it moving, Q. You you paused out, and we can't follow it. We're going to keep it moving. All right. A couple other things to jump onto here real quick. First of all, we haven't spoken on this on the show since this has happened. Um, But man, listen, we are not oblivious to these shootings out here that have happened. Uh, Shit, for me, that shit hits home. Uh, it's, it's like you, you can't stop thinking about it. You know, there's been a lot of uh, discussion in our Discord about it, of course. I know there's a lot out there on the internet. Uh, so, yeah, we just want to say, yeah, just to speak and to say that is just deplorable, horrible. Like, I'm more scared or more disappointed that uh, we would take it to where the kids are. You're always going to have criminals, sick motherfuckers, mad haters that want to go out and do dumb stuff. But even when you go, yeah, I'm going to go out here and wild out. There was still an unwritten sort of like, I'm not going to be going no key. The kids, are, they're innocent. You know, always when the dudes that's doing dirt, Man, don't do, y'all y'all leave them kids alone though. You get them kids. Y'all get up out of here. Y'all aren't supposed to be around here. We always made sure the kids wasn't supposed to be touched. And they weren't supposed to see this. No matter you could be the criminal. You and now nah, we're not slinging. You know, it, it's. I mean, it was unwritten. So now it's to the point where, of course, we've already crossed the threshold of the. The mass shooter type thing. That's almost like an accepted copycat thing they do now. And it just gotten to the point where they don't, man. There's no respect for the kids. There's no respect for the older, the elders. You know, with the one in Buffalo. That's the scary part to me. When they get to the point where there's no respect for life. Then it's it's gonna get nuts, cause then no matter what side or whoever's arguing, some they don't respect the life of the children and the elders. Then they anything goes, and it just seemed like we're getting to the anything goes level where you have kids, younger people that are willing to obliterate children, obliterate the senior citizens. And cats streaming it online like it's a viral, trying to get their clout. 
<laughs> it's wild, man. This is wild times. But, uh, yeah, just, yeah. Anybody else want to say anything or comment? You know, there's been a lot of talk online about the guns, the body armor. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Yeah. <clears throat> For me, it's just, it's like somebody had, I had seen that before that nothing's going to change when we saw that people were okay with kids being killed in Sandy Hook. And it's like, you really just feel, you really feel numb to certain things, to, to this. And at the same time, you, you kind of feel hopeless. Like, seriously, what is it going to take? You know, certain things, certain rights are not more important than life. That's how I see it. And it's just, you know, kind of a fucked up priorities. Okay. Okay. Uh, we lost Q. Mark, got any comments? Certain things, <clears throat> when things like this happen, you know, a lot of people on all sides seem to use it or want to use it as an opportunity or a lightning rod to push their own agenda. Fuck that. You know, these, like you said, these kids, you know, are now on the table, and that is not acceptable under any circumstance. You know, if people are going to do dirt, okay, fine, do dirt. Leave the young people alone, period. You know, it's not about, you know, my man who walked into the, I think it was the Texas Senate or governor or capital, whatever the fuck, and they went nuts on him and called him an opportunist. Fuck all that. Everybody needs to get together on this one issue. Leave these kids alone. Leave the elderly alone. Those are our two most vulnerable populations, and you have these, these idiots fuck with these people. This is not cool under any circumstance. That's the issue here. Yeah, man. Yeah. Kill you back. Yeah, I asked my son to get off of the video game and the uh, stream he was watching. Hopefully, that'll free up some bandwidth for me. Okay, I'm uh, putting your foot down. But uh, I, I think uh, something needs to be done. I think it's not going to be solved when both sides are just arguing at each other or screaming at each other or, or proclaiming that's not going to work or this won't work or that won't work. I think all ideas need to be put on the table. And I think one side needs to be educated they may not like guns but i think you can't solve a problem if you don't know if you're not intelligent enough to speak about the problem or know the problem or otherwise the things your solutions that are, that are born out of ignorance will not solve the problem okay so i think there needs to be some sort of summit where where people in good faith from both sides, sit down and listen and then put ideas on the table. And if they deal in good faith, I don't see why something can't be done. Like, for example, I don't see why uh, uh, closing gun show loopholes 
uh, and private gun sales should not be put on the table. Now, I've heard that it's a myth that you are not given a background check at a gun show. Well, if it is true, yeah, by all means, that should be that should be taken care of. But then I think there's no one size fits all. I don't see why we can't talk about banning body armor for civilians. Just like people say, you don't need an AR-15 in on the streets. I don't see why a civilian would need body armor on the streets. Uh, I don't see why it's an issue to talk about uh, having schools lock their doors during while school is in session. That's how this guy got into the school. It was a door propped open. If it was propped open, that means it was locked, but propped open, which means someone did something that was against policy. I don't know why that can't be regulated. I don't know why we can't talk about, again, loosening HPAA laws so that mental uh, mental health records are included in the background check. <clears throat> so that you will see if a person <clears throat> has a, a negative rating from uh -huh. a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. Am I, did I cut out again? No, you didn't. Go ahead. If someone has a negative rating from a psychiatrist or a psychologist, I mean, or someone has extensive PTSD, well, that, well. if that shows up in a background check, that could kick in. Some states have red flag laws, okay? There's an argument, you should make red flag laws a federal requirement. Right now, it's a state's rights thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's right to just shout down any idea if it can be shouting to, if, down if can... I'm the well, listener help okay. me out here I well I I can tell you that on Facebook Twitter Instagram the ideas that I put forth and these are people I would call friends of mine they've been getting at me <laughs> so imagine that Q <laughs> well, that's the whole point I, I, I don't I, I don't need to imagine <laughs> But I, I saw it. Uh, you don't see you don't see you how we see you. That's fine. Go ahead. Say what? You don't see you how we What's see that? you. Yeah, how you see me is how you see me. <laughs> I, I, right. If, I, if I'm throwing out good, if I'm throwing out ideas, I think that falls into this purview. But I was watching uh, a clip with Jim Acosta. Jim Acosta is my dude, the guy from CNN. Okay. He was talking to an NRA board member. Mm. Right. And Jim, just for full transparency, you're an NRA, right? The last for you. I'm an NRA member, and I'm an oh, okay. instructor. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Um, I'm also a Democrat. I don't believe everything Democrats think either. But okay. Anyway. Apples are um, uh, He was talking to an NRA board member, and uh, he asked the board member something like, uh, "Why do we have to see these killings happen?" year after year, day after day. And the NRA board member was going to say, oh no, he said something like, uh, why can't the NRA get behind some laws to stop this happening year after year, day after day? something like that. And the NRA board member was about to answer the question and his answer could have been bullshit. Probably would have been bullshit, but Jim Acosta shut him down and said, we're just tired of seeing this happen. And I'm like, let him answer the question so he can either hang himself 
by his own rope. Or he can educate you. But let him answer the question so we can see if he's full of shit or if he has a good idea. So that's that's my position. We need to sit down, both sides, stop trying to score points, and put <laughs> ideas on the table. If you want to raise the, the, uh, the, the uh, what do you call it? If you want to raise the age limit from 18 to 21 to buy AR-15, well, if I'm sitting at the table, I'll say, hey, I can support that. No problem. But all it say, says to me is that you're just putting off a mass shooting for three years. Can so I? Oh, if that if that law works for you, I can support that. But I, I think you're going to be disappointed that it's not going to work. And just to be clear, you're talking about these this this thing that you were saying. Hey, I support. That's that's happening at this summit you talked about earlier. I know. I said there should be a summit. <laughs> oh, okay. Where both people sit down and put ideas on the table. And then what would happen when you have ideas on the table then you have you you come to compromises where people can find some common ground that's what mitch mcconnell okay but how does he told john cornyn right no i was just saying how does that change how does this change something people have in the summit i'm talking about ideas you you have a summit where people sit Mm -hmm. down on both sides of the table okay and you come to compromises about what gun laws you are willing to enact on both sides when you're talking about both sides, like Democrats and Republicans? Democrats and Republicans, conservatives and liberals, pro-gun people. So it'd be like people. a think tank of these people to come together and hash it out. And then they would be like, hey, you you go you go to the Dems and push this bill. Is that what you're trying to say? Like, I'm, I'm not trying to say anything. I'm, I'm saying... <laughs> Both sides right. have ideas about what should be sure. done to solve the problem. Discuss right. the ideas, see what you can meet in the middle with, and that's what you put forward as legislation, as bipartisan legislation. Interesting. Okay. You is don't that think normally... that would work? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I was going to ask, is that normally how things get done? They do the think tanks like that, and then they decide on both sides? And they... Well, you're calling it a think tank. It wouldn't be a think tank. I'm t- a think tank is typically Sorry. a private, a privatized organization. Okay, okay. Hey, hey, brother, you're going deep. I, I just uh, the summit. We'll use your word. They have the summit, right? I'm just saying, mm-hmm. is that normally how they get things done, or is this just a special way that this would get this particular issue done? That was summit. I, I believe that would probably be a, a unique way of doing it. But at any rate. Whenever there's been legislation that's gone through, it's typically been bipartisan to get it through. Mm-hmm. And that just means senators come together on both sides of the aisle and decide who can deal with who. Same thing in the House. If it passes in the House and it goes to the Senate, it passes in the Senate and the president signs it into law. So I'm just saying summit. A meet, let's say a meeting of the minds. All right. Sure. So, uh, th- and this is this is in regards to, I guess, gun more gun reg- regulations, b- banning right. of guns or whatever. How does that stop the white supremacist terrorist guy that's shooting? 
Because they already got well, they what, they got their cachet already, right? They know. Ain't really true. I think that's one thing that this country has to come to grips with. You're not going to stop a person who has the intent to shoot a lot of people. You're not going to stop that. You're not oh. going to stop that because Columbine opened up the floodgates. Uh, so I, I don't know if there's anything that's going to stop it. But we saw, uh, in, uh, you know, people talk about other countries, how they don't have as many as we do, but they still have them. So you can, I think, best case, you can significantly decrease it. Because, I mean, if you study what, who are the mass shooters, I want to say, overwhelmingly, they are white male teens. Well, who's the mass shooters in Chicago every weekend? So that's what the other side was. Don't well, that's what, we need to be, that's what we need to be studying CRT in our, in our schools. That's a whole systemic thing to me, in my opinion. Anybody else want to weigh in on this? Well, for me, what I don't like is the bad faith that's being thrown out from people that are saying about wanting to arm teachers and I guess turning, uh, fortifying and further securing our schools. And to me, it's just like, this is just crazy. So you really want to put guns in the hands of teachers who are already overworked, stressed, doing um, all kind of work uh, for <laughs> 50000 a damn, year. we see the teachers as shit. They stress. And no, it is teachers a, love yes, it being is. teachers. Goddamn before. They, lo they love the work they do, but it's a stressful fucking job. For sure. For sure. You know, it's and you want to get but that's neither here nor there. And you want to now you want to force them to go get training to keep their marksmanship up on the off chance that there is a school shooting. You want them to now, not only do you want them to raise your children, not only do you want them to be counselors, but now you want they them already to be getting the their ass beat by the kids you know? in school already, and according to the video. You, well, now you want them to be police. <laughs> And then the other thing I have to Pookie think about Ray Ray is, already strapped in school. and then the other thing I have to think about is, is that we see clearly that the law, law enforcement, society is letting people through the through the cracks that are getting guns that are pulling off these mass shootings. So now you want to not you already have to worry about their children potentially being trapped in a school with an active shooter coming onto campus. But what about the fact that this teacher who, you know, we don't, do we really know who the fuck they are? And you want to keep our kids in a room with them, potentially trapped in a room with them and a gun. That doesn't sound like a solution to me. Well, can I respond to that? You can do what you want. Mike? Uh, go ahead, man. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, so <clears throat> now you want to ask for permission to speak this thing. No, well, I, I, don't wanna I don't want to monopolize the conversation. I'm just trying to be polite. That's all. Thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, um, I came to my opinion of maybe we should look at Army teachers. I didn't come to that lightly. But I'm getting tired of seeing this happen too. So I'm like, all ideas on the table. First thing. You use the word force them to do. I, I, me personally, I've said 
every time I've thrown that idea out, no one would force a teacher to do that. It would be, they would want to do it. They would have to want to do it. They would have to get increased pay to do it. And I've even said it may cause public uh, uh, state taxes to go up for public schools and it'll cause. I guess they cut his mic off. But the teachers, (laughs) the teachers would, uh, I'm saying volunteer, they would do it in uh, in voluntarily because they want to protect the kids. And I find it hard to believe that in the states of Florida, particularly Florida, Texas, Arizona, I apologize, Mexico, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, did I cut off again? Yeah, you're doing a lot, so make your point quick. Come on. I find it hard to believe that you would be hard-pressed to find teachers in those gun-loving states that would not be willing to step up and try this out. So I don't know why that idea cannot be explored before summarily dismissed. I would say that is a... I understand your logic behind the idea, but just the fact of bringing a gun into the classroom with kids that's not the move i just don't think but that's what, because i think it's going to bring in gun into right but rooms. but statistically and the number of them are not doing it that much where you in my opinion where you need to have a gun in a classroom all that will do over time is there's going to be more deaths in that classroom from that gun whether it's mistakes why, why would there be more deaths because statistically if you put if you Enter guns in a classroom. Say there is never a crime that goes on there. Are you telling me that there is not going to be a statistic chance that in 10 years some kid has got killed off of one of them guns? Just statistically that there's a gun there? Is there a statistic that shows that now? I, I'm just asking you. You're the gun person. Are there you don't guns think, in classrooms are now? There, if there were guns that were introduced no, in some place, guns come into the homes. There was obviously a time before there was no shooting because there were guns in home. Maybe there's homes that have guns in them, but no one ever has broken into those homes. Are there a number of those guns that have killed people that live in that home, though? I don't know. I, I'm not making the Obviously, yes, because we hear all the time people, the kid picked up the gun and shot his brother. They, there was no crime being committed. It wasn't because the gun was there and it, because humans aren't perfect. That gun is going to get left out somehow. Statistically, it's going to happen. That's all I'm saying. But you have no proof of that. (laughs) That's all I'm saying to you. Kelly, use your common sense. Damn. I am using my common sense. And you you have no evidence that a trained person. Even the the internet's cutting this mic off. That's of a child. (laughs) Man, you we can't no even make out that. your argument because your mic cuts off in, in in the middle of it, and it's hard to understand what you're saying. So here's with, a website, the, Nash, the nationwide children's.org. They state that hold on, sorry. They say nearly 40% of all unintentional shooting deaths among 11 to 14 years of age occur in the home of a friend. So there's some stats. There sorry. you go. And like I okay. said, you just hear about it what, on the what news say, what all you, what the time do, that somebody got shot in the home. It was a mistake or it was an accident. But what I'm saying to you is that what you just what that statistic proves to me is that the people in that home probably weren't adequately trained. 
That's true. There could be a multiple of reasons. My point, though, is there will be bodies lost. You can give me the reasons why. I'm saying the but you only no reason is because you introduce a gun into that. So statistically, someone is going to have an accident you at keep some point. Statistically, but there's no statistics around I, that. Right. But I'm telling you, you can use your common sense. And it just a uh, you keep basic mathematics. Yeah, just like well, there's there's a thousand cars on the road. Uh, there may be one of them that hits another car. Just statistically, you're putting them in a situation like that. There's a chance that they may hit. It's just the thing that can happen, right? Then that this a statistic for that. Yeah, anything can happen. So if you introduce that, right? You're you're trying to be clinical. I, I get it. We're gonna give you the W on that, but. We're just using our common sense here to understand it's probably going to open the door for some mistakes to be made. Common sense. Right. Your, my, your internet sense. is not you're cutting out, so we're not making sense of what you're saying. We said we're going to give you the W. <laughs> right? <laughs> but we understand basic shit. That's all I'm saying. So entering a gun, I'm just saying I don't think it's wise to enter guns into classrooms for kids because somebody's well, kid's going to probably not come home one day. Do, right. Do you, Go ahead. Well, I, for fact, in front of me, I can easily, but I know for a fact that there was a period of time, probably dating back to the 80s and 90s, where some schools had gun clubs in the schools. Okay. There were no reports of deaths until Columbine, which was 1999. And those were guns that came from outside of the school. Got it. Not in the school. Okay. You can I, look that up. You I, and I take your up. word for it. I trust you. Which, go ahead. Well, I'm saying, if schools had gun clubs, mm-hmm. and these were guns that were in the school, I don't know. If, now, I will admit, I don't know if they were provided by the school or if they came from out. I doubt they came from outside the school because the school would want to regulate the machinery. So I'm going to assume that the guns were supplied by the schools, and there were no deaths. Okay. How many of those schools were there? So I wasn't even going to get into all that, but go ahead. <laughs> I have to, I can look it up, but the fact is, now we're talking about volume? Why are we talking about yeah, volume? That was my whole point. But yeah. Even if there I mean, because if it was one, five schools, I mean... If there was one school where there much. was a gun club that did not have any deaths, that's a statistic for you. For one school. But the statistics... Well, see, this is what I'm talking about. See... This is exactly what I'm talking about. So I just told you that there are, and there's more than one school that had a gun club and there were no deaths. Now y'all like, well, how many schools was it? How many schools was it now? Now what kind of gun was it? See, this so is if exactly we why you, nothing happens. If, well, because somebody asked me a question, that's why things don't happen. But I mean, I literally gave you the information of the statistics of unintentional shooting. And you're, you're in the telling home. us. In the, in the home. home. Yes. And you're telling us that that's not a fact. I didn't say it wasn't a fact. Well, you what said, I said something was, that it wasn't a stat or something yeah. like that. And I I'm didn't like, say that. What I said what the was. summit would be like. <laughs> this is exactly what I said. That statistic tells me that the people who had the gun out for in the home for the kids to get to weren't adequately trained. But I'm talking. So I'm talking about professional teachers who have a professional acumen and understand the value of being properly trained in front of their students, not parents who may be jackasses. 
but you don't have any statistics to back that up that they weren't. But I do have a statistic trained. to tell you that schools had gun clubs where guns were in the schools and there were no deaths. I got that. <laughs> okay. And 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 you're arguing the point that teachers should be strapped uh, in the case that there is a school shooting happening. The teachers can be able to pull out their thing and save the day. Essentially, is that what you're the point of what you're saying? I'm saying at this point, I don't see why it's not worth a pilot test or pilot program. That's what I'm. That's all I'm saying. Right, but I'm just if saying it that's the work, reason if why teachers don't train to the measure. Right. Right. It's, let's let's say right. we understand. We agree. Right. I'm just saying your reasons why you want them to have a gun is because they can save the day, or at least give Possibly. a chance. I'm not saying it's going to work. Right. My. You understand that? I'm not saying it's going to. I'm not saying it may not. It may not be. It may not be the solution. But I'm saying. Why not look at it, examine it, study it, right. see how it works? Because I can say my day. my thought on that whole thing is is no, I do not want teachers armed and trained with, with all that to be quote unquote the final or the first line of defense <laughs> in any of that. Teachers, what I want, what I absolutely want is if in the example of Uvalde where they said forty percent of the municipality's budget was to law enforcement is. Those should be the people that should be taking and taking care of that. Not all of a sudden we're going to get volunteers who are going to go get teachers who are going to get trained and then do that. No, I want teachers to teach and people who are supposed to be a law enforcement or SWAT or okay. militia to handle that. You, you, you don't want Mr. McCloskey, okay. so, science teacher Mr. McCloskey, to, to pull out the jammy and get busy. Well, here, you know, well, he, let me ask this he looks like he can barely walk, but he's strapped and ain't ready for somebody to act a fool, let alone be one of you niggas. I no, got enough of this shit. You little son of a black well, son of a bitch. Whoa, clearly, well, they was trying. Clearly, the, the teacher would have to would have to be fit. Your internet, man. Your internet. The teacher would have to be what? Okay, be we didn't hear what you said. Of course, the teacher would have to be physically able to handle the gun. All right. But we are talking about and teachers. They would want to, hang on. Can I? Can I? Let me finish. They would have to be willing to do it. But in regards to wanting to train police officers, of course, I think the defund the police thing was bullshit. But think about your internet. The thing that I have to say is, why are we going minutes? to the, why are we going to the level of, hey, you know what? There's these mass shootings. People are getting into school. Let's arm the teachers instead of, hey, let's get some good trained school police what? and get them armed up. Have them be. That's their. It's I, like what they say. You got one shot. That's what I got it. I just figured this out. I just figured this out. It's not about arming the teachers. Well, they, they, it's not about, you know who they should arm? And they've been the backbones of these schools. And most of, the them are probably, <laughs> most of them are probably the wrong one anyway. It's the fucking janitors. Man. If every janitor had, had an Uzi in the back. <laughs> oh, we got action shooting. 
Mr. <laughs> Mr. Tabernacle. He said, God damn it, I didn't know it's all that pop. He ran going there and pull out the fucking the mop and behind that just popped the popped the little the door open and pull out the AR nigga. Oh, yeah, I've been waiting. <laughs> y'all motherfucker. Y'all fuck with the wrong. Y'all don't pay me enough for this shit. Like <laughs> I ain't get ready. That's who they need to Q, the summit. Set it up. I also want to uh yeah. I also wanted to point out that at the what was that school in Parkland? Was it Parkland, Florida? They had trained school security. And one of the guys refused to go in because he was afraid to get shot. Right. So if I were a teacher, I'm like, shit, if he's afraid to come in, I'm going to handle the shit myself. These right. kids are armed with body armor. They, they, Some of them have bombs ready. So what? They they don't give a damn. They, they think they're not going to live. So uh -huh. what's the deterrent to that? They're already ready to die. They're gonna go do what they want to do. That you, they, they just would be more. Well, oh, I just gonna have a gun battle with a teacher. I'm, I'm bodied armored up. That bitch is gonna go there. She's a teacher. She ain't ready for this work. So that's what I'm saying. First of all, <laughs> none of well, none of this happens with one solution. You have to come up with multiple solutions. I know, but we're talking the about this one, one right no now. No body armor for civilians. Right. But if you're the type of person who's going to wear Where, body armor about? anyway, you think they care about if they could legally have it or not? They don't give a fuck. <laughs> Why would they be law-abiding about that, but they're ready to murder everybody in there? <laughs> ah, I can't. Damn it. <laughs> so then why ban... Why, the, why, so why people talking about banning AR-15s? It's the same argument. It's the same argument. Well, I, said, I said earlier, I said, I said that the white supremacists, they, the militias, they got a cache. And plus, it, okay, it's illegal. Buying dope was illegal. They're going to stop me from buying dope. They, they're going to still have the guns regardless of what you do. So what's your... What's my what? It sounds like you're saying it's hopeless. Uh, well, I don't, I don't so know. It, it might like be hopeless. No <laughs> I don't think we're fighting the, the thing we're supposed to be fighting, though. To me, it's it's going back to that thing. When you get to the point where they they don't even care if they're killing the kids, it don't matter what tools they got. They're willing to do anything. I think you're supposed to go after why cats are doing this type of shit. They're going to always have something to use to do this, to carry out this type of, whether it's the guns, the bombs, knives, or their cars, or whatever. But you well, want to I stop the guy from thinking and do some shit like that. That's what I'm talking about. That's my solution. Well, I, I think part of the issue also is this country refuses to come to grips with its with its racist history. Because again, who are most of the people? I know that the the guy from the from Uvalde was was he Hispanic, right? Is that correct? Man, you're smarter than us. You you know. You know. Stop. Stop playing. I'm just asking. <laughs> Go on and make your point and stop playing. Go on now. 
I'm not playing. Like I'm just asking. I'm trying to be okay. Anyway. Well, go ahead. Go who ahead. are who? What is the greatest? What is the what is the highest percentage of people committing these mass shootings? White males. And if this country can't get past the fact that there is white male privilege, and we can't talk about critical race theory, and these kids feel like okay, I can't have what I want, so I'm going to go out in a blaze the glory i think that's part of the problem too it is you a sound kind of systemic problem you sound kind of woke to me it's <laughs> bordering on wokeness well i know well see before woke got kidnapped by the far progressive left it did have some value so this is the woke that i think has value <laughs> gentlemen if i may Yes, sir. Please take us home, man. As far as teachers being asked slash required to carry guns, that isn't going to happen. And here's why. One, teachers that who are in that profession, when you're in that profession, you're in it knowing the pay stinks, but you're in it because it's a calling. It's a passion. This is what you do. And that does not include packing heat. <laughs> also, I'm called to be in the class with my gun on also, I can't see any teachers union co-signing this because of the potential liability. No, well, that isn't happening. Now, someone mentioned gun shows earlier. Has anyone been to a gun show before? I don't mean the sporting good place. I mean to an actual gun show. Yes. What did you see? I saw guns and gun equipment. <laughs> Did you see it? Did you watch any actual purchases? No. In 1992, I believe, I could be wrong on the year, but the year that Boomerang came out, you know, a bunch of us were watching it, and we're watching the, remember the Martin Lawrence scene where they're all playing pool, and Martin explaining how the game of pool is racist? Mm -hmm. It's racial, man. <laughs> Somehow, we took that premise and then years later, we saw, you know, a bunch of friends of mine and I, we saw the whole Bowling for Columbine thing. And I'm like, it cannot be that easy to buy a fucking gun. Yeah, it is. I've been to three gun shows in this area on different days and different seasons just to see it. No, no security check. No background check. Now, this does apply to rifles only does not apply to pistols but yeah you can walk in hi how you doing here's my money and walk right out the dealers in my humble opinion is where the regulation needs to start you know if they're going to be jamming up people for prescriptions and you know things like that where is that same type of energy when it comes to dispensing firearms and ammunition that's where this discussion needs to start. Well, I, I just want to say uh, I posted on Discord at least one school in this country that does have armed teachers. And they put a sign out in the yard that lets people know that they have armed staff. I don't know if it's the teachers. It said that they have armed staff and they're willing to defend their children by any means necessary. I don't <laughs> see a problem with that. In terms of the gun shows, I've never seen a gun purchase. <clears throat> But if you can buy 
get my internet. What? And it got show <laughs> with, with, without having to fill out the ATF form and go through a background check, then I support closing that loophole. All right. And also, Stop. you mentioned HIPAA being relaxed. That is never going to happen. Privacy is going to be sacrosanct. That is not going to happen. That should even be on the table. Well, why are red flag laws allowed then? Because you know what those do? That means anyone who who anyone who feels like uh, someone, I don't know if it's domestic or otherwise, but if you feel like that someone is a danger to you or to themselves, you can report them. Someone will come investigate and they could possibly take your guns away. And so how, what does that do with anybody's privacy. medical privacy? Nothing. What I'm saying, it's an it's, it's issue of pri- right to privacy. That's, no. what, that's the correlation. No. It's an How's issue it of medical privacy. That's the issue with HIPAA. And that's not going to so, be broken. If we're talking about changing laws and reform, why, why can't we talk about that? If you're talking about we have the Second Amendment, but we can still regulate whether or not you can have this gun, which I'm not necessarily against, don't take that off the table. If you're going to put this on the table where we're going to change and reform this law, to, to stop this, all right, well then change and or reform that law, at least on a surface level, where if someone has PTSD or if someone has violently abused someone in the past for mental, for mental reasons or whatever, that should show up on a background check. If we're talking about changing laws, I'm HIPAA not is a law. Laws. That one will not be changed. Simply well, because, that, simply because strict scrutiny will apply. So unless it can be shown that the needed change to HIPAA meets a compelling, what is it, compelling overriding government interest, it's going to fail. So, so is unless it not you can show, unless, no, no, you let me finish. Unless you can show, and I don't mean you, I mean the people who want that law changed. Where is the compelling issue to have access, open-ended access, to people's private medical records? I will answer that question very simply. 212 mass shootings in this country. There you go. That's it. No. Is that not compelling some, enough? No, that is not compelling enough. Because okay. 212 does not over, override the privacy of 40 billion people. My me, privacy and say you need to get rid of your guns. Doesn't make sense to me. Clearly. Let me ask you guys well, this. Let me let me ask you guys <laughs> to stay to stay on that. So what if they decided, along with the HIPAA things are arguing, if they said, Hey, we've seen these kids being indoctrinated or they've been in these white supremacist uh think tanks online. Uh, they've been coordinating, planning these attacks. Uh, we can't stop that unless we have access so that we can stop this before it happens. And just as you just said, 200 and some, and they said the same number, but we need to be able to monitor your Internet in case you go down the path of being, a, you know, doing what these kids did. Would you be good with that? There is no right to privacy on the Internet. Sorry. So that's why when people get hemmed up at work or 
on a phone call or in a, in a somebody else's deal. Oh, I sent that to my office. That's private. No, it isn't. Sorry. Well, this would include you, like your text messages and stuff too. Doesn't matter. Same thing. Interesting. Once you put it in the digital ozone, forget it. So you you support they would be able to actively I'm, use I'm that? I'm not saying I support anything. I'm saying oh. it can happen. Oh, okay. okay. When I was in D.C. the first time, <laughs> when I was in D.C. the first time, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Um, <clears throat> something at one of the restaurants didn't agree with me. And so I'm at the airport, you know, enjoying the, the comfort of the reading room in the men's bathroom, if you catch my drift. And I thought, oh, I'm going to send my buddy a text that says, man, I am blowing this airport to bits. So I thought, no, don't say that, because if you put it in a text, and for some reason that airport's on lockdown, or they're scanning for certain trigger words, that phrase comes up, I go to jail. So, yeah, you have to know when you use digital technology, it's not private. Sidebar. It can be cracked. Sidebar, just to go back from my pettiness. Were you insinuating it about taking shits at the airport bathroom? <laughs> hey, man, when I hit you, I hit you. Woo! <laughs> you don't, Mike, wait, hold up, Mike. You have a rule where you don't take a shit in the airport bathroom? I, I don't take a shit unless I'm at home. How do you go on tour, man? Fuck out of here. Fuck well, that's here. different. That's, that's different. Stop. I'm talking about it in regular life, though. Uh, hell, I could never trust another bathroom. So let me get this right. You went to Paisley and you were there for a week and you had to hold it in the whole time. No, I was in a, I'm in a hotel or in a, I'm in a hotel or something. That's different. I'm talking about a public bathroom when you go to the movie theater or to the air nah hell nah man movie i would okay. drop a load in the heartbeat uh, y'all different <laughs> so let me get this right mike. different let's, mike, see now we're gonna have to edit this out mike i'm with you i'm okay. with you see thank okay. you thank you i wanted to play are you black because i'm like what the you fuck? guys are about to come home from new york right six hour flight mm-hmm. and Unbeknownst to you, you ate the wrong thing. And you're at the airport. You're like, you know what? If I get on this plane, I'm going to blow up this bathroom well, and make everybody yeah. the plane emergency pay for situations. it. There you but go. But I've never had there no emergency. You go. See, I don't eat like that if I know I'm doing something like this. I but would never. But you don't know. Well, I've never done that so far. All I know, is my, trip, so far. All I know is my trips to <laughs> Europe and to Asia were the longest flights. Because I was holding on to that. I was like, nope, I'm not going to that bathroom. Those are 10 and 12 hour flights. So I have to come strapped. Be- Go ahead. Right. The night before, I was on a liquid diet. Oh, that day of, no, I ain't doing no solids because I am not going into that bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah that's just the- get some soap and water and wipe the toilet. <laughs> Well, I would have well, to, but I, I mean, dude, trust if it. if you cool with your balls touching all that uh, stuff, do you? Yeah, do you? <laughs> now it all makes sense. Now we've gone completely. Yeah, right. I know why we got some tight asses up in here. That's what I'm. Yeah. Hey, listen, you do yours. How you do it? I keep mine tight. You yours is loose. Ain't nothing wrong with that. It all makes sense. Uh, well, I, no, I'm sorry. I, you threw me with that. I was like, did he say what I thought he said? 
Mike, wait till you Ooh. hit your fifties. <laughs> I'm in my fifties. You don't do it, are you? Yeah, I'll be fifty-two this year. You might want to get a colonoscopy if you can hold it that long. <laughs> Shit. Well, I'm not talking. I, I, well, you talking about taking a piss or something? But to be sitting down, oh, hell nah. Mm-mm. Okay. And the even worst at my job, it's a closed environment, but I have the cleanest stuff. So if I had to, sh- 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> That shit got to be clean. I don't know what nobody got. I'm not trying to get the monkey pox. <laughs> you seen that shit? It doesn't, it doesn't happen with contact with skin. It, you don't know what they... This is 20... <sighs> listen, let me know. stop the show. Okay. This is 2022, yeah, sir. <laughs> well, you don't know what's going on in men's bathroom you just threw out the day. Them, oh, you know, everyone... <laughs> what the fuck's going on? <laughs> what's going on in Seattle, man? <laughs> You don't know what's going on. <laughs> you oh. don't. Y'all know what cats oh. is in there doing the most. Damn. Shooting yeah. stuff all over the table. Uh, <laughs> is, is that right? On the, hey. Where the fuck you go to the public? What public I don't go. I'm just telling you what, what I heard and what, what I'm thinking. I don't put nothing mm-hmm. past nobody because cats is doing all kind of stuff these days. So I don't well, know. I don't you know. out there in Seattle, man. Damn. Well, hey, you know, okay. so. Bruh, you, you from <sighs> Oakland. That ain't that far from San Francisco. You trying exactly. to act I don't stop Come playing. on, bruh. <laughs> I don't know what's <sighs> on them seats or in the, or just, I don't even like going to the, the stalls <laughs> in the theater and you're standing up and you can see that cats is pissing on the floor or something. Like, <laughs> why don't you want to put my sole and my shoes close to that shit, man? It's just like, ugh. I feel you on that. I be walking in, I walk in and I see all the 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 the, the liquid on the floor. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, fuck. I wait till I get home. Well, Mike, Mike, I, if I walk into a, a, a stall and it's got and it's it's extra, I'm not gonna. I'll just jump in the car and run home at seventy miles an hour at that point. Oh, you know what I'll do? I'll go to the McDonald's across the street oh, and check that shit out. Or go to a nice restaurant where they clean oh, the yes. shit. Possibly, okay, I could be a, a nice restaurant, but then you'd have to walk all in there. Excuse me, sir. Man, I could just oh, seven yes, eleven. Like, no, stop it. You can't come has in here. Seven eleven has saved here. me in a number of situations. Disgusting. Uh, you got to know where to go too. That's part of the strategy. <laughs> It's, and, it's got, and now that I got a, I have a four-year-old daughter who I take out and she got a piss. Uh, it's gotten worse because I should yeah. be like, "Baby, you sure you can't wait?" Yep. No, daddy, no. Oh, That's why I can't even take my daughter to the movies for a very long time because she had to be able to go to the bathroom before, or they had to have like a, you know, shared bathroom. But we not. But then even that, you know, I can't. Mm-mm. Oh god. That's just how I was. I don't know. It was just an unwritten rule. Like you was with your boys, and you was, you know, you go somewhere and the toilet was like, ah, oh, hell nah, nigga. I re- hey, Mike, I remember doing a, a a video. We were driving to different locations, and one of the crew members, who was a friend of mine, he had to go, he had to take a shit, and it was a three hour drive. And I was, I was like, I was uh, like, damn. David, uh, why would you pull over here? Your internet don't like this story. I was laughing. He was squitching in his seat and tears coming out of his eyes and shit. I'm like, this motherfucker. Mm-mm. Really? You wow. caused him more damage holding that shit in. <laughs> right. Well, all right. We're going to get past the shit, shit talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
There's other stuff oh. going on in the news. Yes. Uh, Monique. Oh, Monique <clears throat> and D.L. Hughley. <clears throat> I wish I had it. Mm. Oh, I wish I had it loaded up because Monique was going in, though. She was talking Oops. all her shit. Boy. Now, uh, how did this whole thing start? Apparently, it seems as if they were doing a concert together. And I guess she claims that she signed a contract that she was the headliner and she would close out the show. But she was saying that it seems as if DL and them changed it up or had a problem with her being a headliner. And so he was the headline and it wouldn't the show wouldn't go forward, I guess, if that change didn't happen or something. She wait, went wait, in wait. Her, So oh, she said this on stage? She she said this on stage because she was like oh. why she was mad and she didn't want to keep it real and you know, they were trying to play her and she felt cheated out of this and that. You know. Now to me, when I watched the full thing of what she did, to me it reminded me of Dave Chappelle. Like when Dave Chappelle had his contract issues and he was going in and he was cracking jokes. And, and he's doing his thing. To me, that's what she was doing. So I actually thought it was funny, whether or not I know what she's saying is necessarily all true. But I didn't have a problem with her making it public because that's what comedians do. You know, DL had done a whole run on her previously about the Netflix thing. So he sort of opened the door to be talking to shit. So I don't can't be mad if she's gonna come at you uh, again. DL has come forward with his receipts showing some type of contract or th something that shows that he's the headliner. Now I see Monique has posted her own version of these contracts and uh, so it's becoming a whole viral sort of thing. But somebody's at the restaurant or something in the background. It's <laughs> a nice ambiance. But Big Sexy, what do you think, what do you think of all this stuff? You know, if she went on stage, you know, and during her set, you know, aired that out, and it wasn't part of a comedy bit, that ain't cool, because she had two choices. One, not go on stage, because if she was signed to be the headliner and got that same money she received, you got, you got paid, whatever. But if she was signed as the headliner and somehow it got changed, to you're not headliner, you're going to be like special special guest or whatever you call it. Then the promoters are in material breach of that contract, and she could have walked. And if that was the case, I would have walked. You know, if you hire me to do to close the show and my money's right and all that, oh, we're not closing the show. You're going to be on second. No, I'm not. That's not why I'm here. You know, so either you honor my contract or I'm out the door. It's really that simple. But for her to go out there and go on stage, yeah, they did this and they did that. And like you said, Mike, you know, oh, maybe she's doing it as part of her, her deal. Fine. But then she goes on Twitter and starts airing people out. Okay. Okay. We have a problem now. And again, if there is a problem, Twitter is not the forum to settle it. Period. She should have. And if, if she's right or if she's wrong, whatever. This should have stayed indoors, behind closed doors. And so now she's doing it again, you know, making it, you know, starting a problem. And so many people will not work with her. This was her chance to, or her opportunity to start to rebuild that goodwill. And she shot herself in the foot. No, 
because well, Bill came prepared. You're like, no, hell no, this is what yeah, happened. Fuck yeah, you. I mean, yeah, it'll play, it play, it'll play out. Play. I think. I don't think this is gonna hurt her. I mean, she's about to be in power or something like that. I don't know. Fifty Cent just hired her, and um, and we've seen Lee Daniels. I think Tyler, but I'm for sure Lee Daniels has apologized openly in public. Like, yeah, I kind of was blackballing you type of shit. Yeah, put her something in, Lee. Well, I think he's trying to. We shall see. <laughs> uh, Q. Yeah, I was. Uh, I didn't hear all of that because I was switching my uh, Wi-Fi, seeing if it works better. Oh, okay. But um, here's my thing. I- I'm not really dialed into what's going on, but my thing is, and maybe I, I don't work in that same those circles as she does, but maybe it's an ego thing. But as long as I'm getting paid what I was agreed, what I agreed to get. I don't care if you put me first, middle, or last. As long as I got the check. That's that's my attitude. Okay. And Pooh, got anything on this one? Uh, I just... For me... I just have a real problem with her airing that out on the stage. I could, I could get the disrespect. I could understand if the contract isn't right or they're changing things up at the last minute but my thing is is that even if she wants to say that dl was acting like a bitch about it is that you just proved that oprah and tyler was on some was uh on some slick stuff you just got lee daniels to uh to apologize to you and he's willing to work with you so my thing is is that i feel like what you didn't need to do was give more ammunition to those that want to keep you on the sideline, keep you off the field. And on top of that, the main reason why is I'm like, this spot show in Detroit, this ain't like MSG headlining act for, you know, HBO or Netflix. This seemed like some small spot show in Detroit. And based on what you're showing me and what DL is showing is, these aren't some, this isn't Live Nation or any other big time promotion. So I'm saying, do you really want to do all this for uh, this small, I mean, by comparisons, this small payday and this small um, notoriety event? So it's like, pick your battles. Well, let me, a couple things on that. Maybe she's, all about being respected and it doesn't matter you know whatever else is going on you're gonna have a certain level of respect that you can't have nothing so I, I could see why she she might be like no I feel disrespected uh, that's it and the other point is I guess would you argue the same points for Dave Chappelle when he you know made his contract thing a thing in public, I mean, that was an even bigger deal than this. I mean, you're talking millions of dollars, right? That what I can get down with. You don't, there, he's pressuring this billion dollar corporation to break millions of dollars, or would that he, one I can get would down he with. mess up? Even you got a higher stakes that he's black, he might not get a deal like this again. And you're messing the whole thing up, and they never want to do another deal like this with other black people. Well, <laughs> he's giving he you already, talking points, people. Good point. I mean, that that would be a good point if he already didn't have Netflix in the bag. He wasn't going at Netflix. He was going at Paramount. And that right. was for millions of dollars. That's what I'm saying. Tens of millions. Whereas with this, I'm like, is it really worth it? 
But what if it's at worth least to it, that level? I mean, it, hey, I guess to so, her but, maybe it is worth it, right? Okay, I guess I guess I guess it was. <laughs> but I'm just looking at it like I'm like this ain't uh, uh, MSG, the Apollo, or or Staples Center. I'm like this ain't Live Nation, right? But then again, so it, I'm like, what okay. does that really mean though to the performer? All right, I mean, if it was Prince so. and you say, well, why are you going so all out? You're just playing a small little club. This ain't. Radio City Music Caller, but to him, nigga, this is my shit. It's all top of the line. I don't care about where it's, you're going to treat it with the respect as I'm an artist. You wouldn't argue Prince that, right? And he would do some wild, crazy stuff. Well, why are you spending this kind of money on something? This ain't, this, then it ain't for well, you. Well, the, <laughs> the question I ask is, is I, need, I need to get some more uh, information as far as the pro- Are we talking about mid-80s at the height of his career, Prince? Now are we talking about Slave? Did you think slave Prince cared, Prince? though? Or, Prince didn't care what all of it was the same level, Prince. though. Prince would have just said, it's the same standard you would have had. You better have now. It's the same standard. None of my shit is weak. You just don't feel it. You can't argue. You wouldn't argue Prince. Why are you going through it? So why would you argue her? Yeah, I, I'm just saying. Just you don't like black her, women. I'm just, I'm just saying, considering <laughs> this situation, I'm like, was this the one to get heated about? I, I just felt Trust like, and support strong black women. No, I, I support her. I said, hey. <laughs> what? I, There's I no but to that, right? It just... I said, hey, I support her. I just look at it like, See, is, is this what you want to this, this nah, play is that you want to make right Okay, now? remember that energy when something somebody <laughs> says something, you say, like, was this the one you want to play? First of all, you, you mentioned Prince. <laughs> there is no universe that anybody can see Prince after 1999 saying, Prince, you know what? You're going to go on before so-and-so. That ain't happening. And they'd be like, well, you ain't been hitting in a few years, Prince. Now, Justin Timberlake hitting right door. now. You're going to go after, but you're going to go before never, Justin. <laughs> never happen. Ever. Are you sure you want to pick this battle? Timberlake? You sure this is the no. battle you want to pick on this one, Prince? I mean, this ain't no. like. <laughs> He's like, I'm, you're going to put Timberlake all over me? Hell, no, no, no. Oh, come on, Prince. So Michael, you're gonna, back. Michael, Michael, you're going to follow BTS, okay? Hey. Well, why are you going? <laughs> <laughs> Lord, don't boys long you don't give me that. If Prince was, if if they said Prince, you're going to headline. Timberlake's going to go on before you. Fine. He gets to the to the thing, and he and you know Prince, he, he was there early doing a sound check, <laughs> and promoter pulled him aside. You know we're gonna, we're going to flip it up. Timberlake has a number one single. He's going on last. Yep. And Prince will be like, uh, no, uh, yeah. Fine, pack it up. We're out of here. You leave. Well, he, well, he might, or he might. You know, if he would, depending he on the leave. right day, you got the Prince. Oh yeah, okay, start it up. My sister never made never anyone else for me. Prince lost it. <laughs> he showed his ass that night. And if he, and that's fine too. But he, what he wouldn't do is stop the program. These promoters are bullshit. Uh, <laughs> he wouldn't do that. Well, let's go. He, he wouldn't do that. Monique is not in her field of comedy and acting. She's still not at the level Prince was in his not field remotely. of music. Remotely. So, she, she didn't need to do all that. I ain't mad at what she did. I thought it was funny. I, I thought it was on brand. 
and it, it was, was jokes. It was definitely. I don't understand if you on stage doing jokes, and you go in on everybody else, and then when somebody go in on you, you have a problem with. Then you shouldn't be a comedian no more. When, when DL was doing the Monique jokes, what Monique, he didn't have no, going on her. That's what she was mentioning in her thing. She was like, he was going in on me before, and you can go back and hear he had. He was like, she ain't worth all that Netflix. You know, he, he had a whole thing about Net, uh, Monique. He was going in. It was jokes. So it was funny then. I was like, so these are funny now. Like, it was just, she, that's her. She was doing her act. But you like know? you said, on stage, yeah, it's funny. But then she comes out on Twitter and starts. Well, actually, yeah, DL came on. He responded on social media. <laughs> that's where it happened. She, she was on the stage with hers. He went on social to give his thing. And she's like, oh, okay, well, let's play. He could have just said nothing and let it ride. If he had his copy and he had his money, yeah, he already had his money. What does it matter? You bark, you know, he know what it was. Why would he even respond? But, you know, he's in a position where he needs to to respond to because he'll eat his ass up. What has Monique done? I mean, she had some dust up a couple years ago. I kind of supported her, but what, what has she done lately? I think she's been she, she, back she to was comedy. She was something for Netflix, right? And they only gave her five hundred thousand. Yeah. As far what as I know, since... she's back on the road apparently, and she's getting ready to, I guess, be in the new power. They made a big deal about that. Who's that going to focus on on this next, you know, phase? I have no idea. No idea. But yeah, I mean, she's active. Yeah. I still haven't seen Precious yet. I re- vaguely remember seeing it, but it was so kind of disgusting that I would, I would never want to watch it again. Not to say it wasn't a good movie. It's just, it's just oof, the subject matters too much. Too much for me. But, you know, uh, hopefully they can get it together <laughs> and everybody can come out on top. Um, any other thing we want to get into before we wrap it up? I'll take it. What's the next movie coming out? Is it Thor? The next Marvel movie? Yeah, yeah I think well, so. Pre- the yeah. next big movie. <clears throat> Is it Lightyear? Lightyear looked pretty good to me. Oh, yeah, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I want to see it. I'll probably end up just waiting to hit Disney Plus, but I will, I will watch it. <laughs> Mike, be talking about how you gotta go. no, no. Actually, no. I, I'll take that back. You, you, you are, you do, you are a proponent of staying home and watching movies, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I'll, I'll watch it either way. I would, you know, obviously it's easy to watch it from home, but yeah. like I'm glad I saw Top Gun in the theaters. You know, that was dope. But yeah, I guess Thor. Um, there's some See, other there's movies. Another big one. Uh, is it Gray Man? Is that coming out to theaters? Oh, I think that's a streaming thing, isn't it? Is it? Uh, it might be. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, oh, man. Mission Impossible 7. When is that coming? That's coming next out year. Uh, <laughs> next year. Next year. Is, now, which movie was it where Tom Cruise went off on the crew? Was it Top Gun or Mission Impossible 7? There's a, there was a leaked oh, audio. Oh, right. I th- it probably was a Mission Impossible movie, I'm sure. Because... Um, what else would he be making? He ain't made nothing else. Well, Top Gun. I thought maybe it was a leak from oh, Top yeah, Gun. Oh, yeah, not. Yeah, it was, I think it was a while ago. Oh, no, that was during the COVID thing. Because he was talking about COVID. And... Wasn't it shot during COVID? Top so, Gun? yeah, it might have been one. Yeah, it might have been that movie. 
Your point was? I was just wondering which movie was it. Ah. All right. Well, uh, if we don't have anything else, I guess we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, man, it's been a it's been a funny one. Uh, Q Storm, where can they find you these days? <clears throat> uh, I'm going to be putting up a review, hopefully by tomorrow, of Top Gun Maverick on real r e e l q storm.com and you can come hit me up about your thoughts on uh gun reform at getfirstlevel.com on facebook get first level and hit me up on youtube at first level slash l w a g man if i sign up for that thing and put me on a watch list <clears throat> is it sign up for what thing <laughs> for your internet if i go there they're gonna put me on a watch list it depends on how you sign up, man. <laughs> FBI is watching you, boy. <laughs> Let them watch. <laughs> See, you go. And Pooh, where can they find you, sir? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're in Los Angeles uh, and you have access, which most of you peasants don't, you can catch me this. <laughs> you can catch me this Saturday at the El Capitan Theater for the four-year consideration for Abbott Elementary, or Monday at the same El Capitan Theater for the Blackish four-year consideration. This will be my first time gracing that, gracing my presence with myself, and I'm going to enjoy every moment of it. Please just talk like you really talk. <laughs> Stop. And I'm going to. Gracing my presence with myself. My That's right. Less moist. Less moist. Our man. Whatever. <laughs> Hater what? says what? Whatever. Hater, Hater says what? Wow. Hater says what? Switched <laughs> Where, Man, where's that song for Ice Cube? <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, they, they might, and I'll be someplace else collecting another check. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Big sexy and sack. Where can we find you? Wow. Oh, <laughs> uh, same u- usual haunts online. Twitter, WSE Mark. Facebook, Mark Wiggins. Instagram, Mark Wiggins 2. And I would love to say publicly what's happening. Unfortunately, I can't. All right. <laughs> Kill me. <clears throat> Where's Ampoo at? This, this is my jam, guys. Do you got this on cassette? <laughs> uh, I'm just messing with you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this. And uh, we'll work it like a job. We'll see you next time, Pete. Ain't nothing wrong with selling out sometimes. <laughs> All right. <laughs>